0: I just realized that we were born under different presidents. Isn't that weird?
1: When were you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was born under. Carter. Carter. Yeah. My God, I've never thought about that before. Really? I was born under Carter? Yeah, isn't that strange? It's like finding out that my star sign is different than I thought it was. Yeah. I just looked up, uh, according to the Pew Research Center, I'm a Generation Xer. And you're a millennial. 1981 is the wow. starting year for millennials. Two different generations. Two different generations, two different presidents. That's a wonder we can even talk to one another. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Jedediah is a man
2: who once was a boy And he
0: wrote down
3: all his feelings in a diary to enjoy now he's reading it again reading it for you maybe you'll recognize yourself too Jetta diaries the diaries that's the name of this podcast and now the song is through
0: see the thing about gratitude not unlike the thing about empathy they're very important but they've also been so overused but I feel like their overuse makes them seem anodyne when in fact they're profound. You know what I mean? Uh, I do, yeah. So what I'm trying to do now is get beyond what everybody says about gratitude. Yeah. Like we yeah. tried with empathy. Because it's very important, but yeah. you just feel like it's... As soon as someone brings it up, you're like, oh. You get yeah. inured to I, it because I, yeah. it's it's so... Daily gratitude, people talk about that all the time, but it's, yeah. it is actually very important. Yeah, yeah. It is not taking things for granted, which is so easy to... To do. I mean, people sometimes speak of gratitude. If you have an attitude of scarcity, gratitude attitude, or you know, versus a disposition of abundance, you're moving through life and you're expecting things. You know, you expect things to come your way. That's a gratitudinal disposition. No, this is the opposite. Oh, okay, great. great, great, great. So you're you're moving through life and you sort of it's entitlement. You know, you're expecting things. If things don't go your way, you you feel outraged and offended and affronted. Yes. But then there are people who, despite the good or bad things that happen to them, they are grateful for, for the good things. They're more resilient when it comes to facing down the bad things. Is it because they
1: can see the gratitude in the bad or they can see
0: the benefit in the bad? If you're thankful for everything mm-hmm. then I think just because if you understand that, nothing is see now I'm going to get down into the um yeah, I'm excited, the platitudinous, but <laughs> okay, well, you know what? you've got to get through it to get to the the substrata. If Folks, you, just bear with us for a minute. If you understand that nothing is owed to you, yeah, and in fact that bad things happen for no reason all the time, the good things in your life, like family and friends and oh, good health, yeah. are boons. yeah, And yeah. you can imagine how approaching life with that perspective leaves you more resilient and more obviously thankful and grateful and happier. happier. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about gratitude this past week. Gratitude is an important facet of many religions, obviously. Okay, here we go. You know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I was thinking how nice that is. And then I was thinking, but wait a minute. (laughs) If it is traditionally an important tenet or facet or aspect of all these religions, yeah. I wondered if there wasn't a more nefarious or insidious thing going on. Like these religions, these people in power saying to the masses, you should be grateful for oh, what you have. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like be, it's not as simple as we thought. You've done it. You've done it already. Okay. Be, be grateful with your lot because, like as a way of keeping people in check. Sure. I am not on firm ground here because... Okay, that's good. This that's, is, where I, that's where I like you. This is complete speculation. <laughs> right away.
1: My response would be gratitude as a concept mm-hmm. is neither inherently good nor bad. Right. That would be a way to resolve this sort of conflict you've come up with mm-hmm. is that like anything, it can be used towards a good end or a bad end. Yeah. But what you're also saying, you're comparing one's own feeling of gratefulness mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm with an organization imposing imposing yeah. gratitude on a people's. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Which I think are very different things. You're right. But is this sort of culture, if you and I say, hey, everybody, be grateful for mm-hmm. the good things in your life mm-hmm. and don't worry about the bad things, are we as bad as organized religion? <laughs> <laughs> Some organized religion is good. This is definitely not the place to get into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if we are, in fact, living in a culture of... I don't want to say a culture of gratitude, but a culture where gratitude is kind of held up. Is it a way of keeping people in their place? Isn't that maybe okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Can't a nefarious organization tell us to do something and also it be good for us and also good for them? Mm-hmm. We're also assuming a nefariousness on behalf of the religions. What if the religions are just like, we want everybody to be happy? (laughs) It's true. You know, because experiencing mindful gratitude Mm -hmm.
0: is a good thing to do. Right. And there's no monolithic... It's not like Big Brother saying, be grateful. It's getting a little conspiratorial to suggest. To think that like... (laughs) Right. Someone is... Or a group of people are collectively...
1: Yeah. I think we can... I think maybe you've drawn, yes, a sort of conspiracy kind of conclusion from the fact that a lot of religions think it is good if people appreciate the things they have. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
1: But now I'm afraid there is some kind of nefarious plot. Well, it's a theory. It's not proven. <laughs> just put it out there. Yeah. You've really muddied the waters for me because I was over here sitting thinking about how mm-hmm. there was just no question mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And now I'm now
0: I'm questioning it. Well, I'm glad because we've talked offline about the tendency or the penchant of some podcasts. Like their trade is this reduction. Like... You tackle these complex subjects, and you kind of arrive at a very pat conclusion. Yeah, a simple conclusion. So I'm, in this case, even though I think gratitude is hugely important, Mm -hmm. and I could stand to be more grateful on a daily basis, I am glad to have complicated your idea of of this thing. I'm glad you're glad. (laughs) I'm not glad.
1: (laughs) On the first level, I'm annoyed. (laughs) Welcome to week 47 of the Jetta Diaries. I'm your host, gratefully,
0: Jedediah Baker. And I am, thankfully, Tori Puckett. <laughs> that sounded less like I was thankful for things yeah. and more that I was just thankful to be Tori Puckett. Yeah, which that's, that's how I took it. Yeah. I'm thankful you're Tori Puckett. You know what? I think I am too.
1: That's really nice. Yeah. What a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Folks, may you all be thankful that you are who you are. November 20th, today was Josie's B-Day party. A new Ren and Stimpy was on. Dad is going to return the three-in-one tournament table. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's why you don't remember it. Yeah. Because we had it for like a weekend. Yeah. Because it sucked.
0: <laughs> Did it?
1: Yeah. Do you remember why it sucked? Well, I just think I think it was maybe one of those cases where... We weren't sold a bill of false goods, but mm-hmm. certainly the promises made on the box were yeah. not kept by what was in, <laughs> by the product inside. Yeah, we may have been expecting an air hockey table. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was never going to happen. Yeah, so it might have just been a case of unrealistic expectations. I met moms. Will's is sleeping over. Xmas in 35D. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Christmas
3: 35D. That's cool. Do you remember that? Will's, I like also, it's Will S. Oh. Yeah. Will shaft Thank you. You've solved a mystery. <sighs> yes, I have.
1: Do you remember that three-in-one tournament table? What's that? It was, was a that? table that had three different forms. It had like table hockey. Oh. <sighs>
3: Thing. Yes, pool. Yeah, that thing sucked. Was a major
1: disappointment.
3: Yep. Which is yep. Why
1: Dad got it one day and returned
3: it the next. Low party. quality. <laughs> we were excited about it. I remember, Yes, but the the pool balls were like tiny plastic spheres that were like extremely lightweight. It was made for I don't know. I guess children who did not have such a discerning eye for quality. This <laughs> is <laughs> um, totally stupid, though.
1: What's it been like sharing a birthday? I should say, I should say, actually, why don't you describe it? Well,
3: me and my father have a very special, very special thing, which is we share the same birthday. So November 22nd is when each of us turns one year older every year. This birthday this year is special because for me, and I think for him, 2018 2018 birthday is because this is the day in my father's life when I was born. So when he turned 36, I was born.
1: What's it like sharing a birthday with your dad? I know you don't know anything else, but...
3: It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful to get to celebrate my birth with my father. I forgot one year, actually, that it was his birthday as well. <laughs> I think it was in the height of my self-absorbed adolescence. It was maybe fifth... No, because I think I'm pretty sure that I drove to the store to get him a card. It was when I was like 16 or 17. I, re- I wonder if he remembers that. I was so incredibly embarrassed. Mm, that was one downside to the whole thing. It wasn't all about me. It's
1: beautiful. November 21st. Dad returns the three-in-one tournament table. (laughs) 34 days till Christmas. I took Bodie out. JFK died 30 years ago tomorrow. Ooh. Dad will be 47. Josie, 11.
5: Right. That's the. uh, It's just so interesting. The first thing that comes into my mind is that the mathematical wonder of this, like, convergence of births that that somehow Josie's age always adds up to my age. Well, what? Josie is 11, 1 and 1 is 2. Dad is... 47. 47. 4 and 7 is 11, 1 and 1 is 2. It's just, there's always something... Um, profoundly mathematically correct, which is just just unique, and unique, was, it's so much fun. And
1: that was always true.
5: I, true w- it was it true, true since we noticed it, and it's been true ever since. Uh, who noticed that? I'm not really sure. Oh, who come on, it that. was me. Was it you it's who noticed not, that? Yes. was you who noticed that. <laughs> when, do you remember when you noticed <laughs> no. it?
1: No, I just did the math one day and had a revelation.
5: Well, you were the math champ, that's <laughs> right.
1: How does it feel to share a birthday with the assassination
5: of JFK? Well, that's always been a bummer, you know, it always has been, because, you know, November 22nd is my birthday, and Josie's birthday, too. November 22nd is, it's like, think about it, anybody, their birthday is a special day. Mm -hmm. You don't want it tainted with something as terrible as the assassination of uh, uh, President Kennedy. And, um, you know, so every year, you know, it'll be my birthday, I mean, it's not a a big deal, but it's also, you know, kind of an impingement on it because it's worth remembering the assassination of of John F. Kennedy. And it's worth pondering on that and what that means and what that's meant for our country because at that point it was was John F. Kennedy, it was uh, Malcolm X, it was uh, uh, Martin Luther King, and then uh, President Kennedy's brother, was assassinated. There was a, a collection of assassinations that changed the course of, of history. So it's worth pondering on, even if it's your birthday.
0: JFK died the same day as um, C.S. Lewis and Aldous Huxley. See
1: what a terrible day!
0: The same exact day? Mm-hmm.
1: Is that crazy? Yeah, Brave New World. That's right. Talk about a nefarious organization, making everybody <laughs> believe what's beneficial to, to them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually when I was when we were talking about it, that's I was kind of thinking about that and being like, mm, this is getting into <laughs> kind of a dangerous
0: territory. Maybe they're my justification. <laughs> I know JFK assassination basically started the conspiracy theory. Genre. I don't know if that's true, but it no, certainly really? it gave it. So. It was the the, the best one. It's the best one. I'm sure there's a conspiracy somewhere about there three deaths happening on
5: the same day. Oh,
0: God. Yeah.
5: Do you remember the three in one tournament table? I, th- I think I do. I think it was a real tepid, you know, kind of. Um, you know, we we expected it to be so much fun and three in one tournaments. We're going to play it all the time. And it was cheesy and small and. We didn't it was no challenge at all and we, we took it back glad to take it back yeah november
1: 22nd it is ten twenty-two. really late <laughs> i played king's quest 6 and i beat it josie is now 11 years old i'm tired it is late Nothing happened today. I went to Matt's house.
0: <laughs> Poor Matt.
1: <laughs> Matt, you're not nothing. Despite what my 12-year-old self said, you're something.
5: Is that the next day?
1: That is November. That is your birthday. That's what
5: I wrote on your birthday. Yeah.
1: On your birthdays. 25
3: years ago. Well, it's a shame you didn't reflect on how wonderful we are, isn't it, father?
5: I was wondering the same thing myself. I'm sure it's a shame you didn't
3: at least say one nice thing about us I on said, our collective I, birthday. I said you I said you were 11. I believe you said nothing happened today. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I kind of heard like like the you know the unspoken <laughs> voice saying yeah. Yeah. Dad and Josie had their birthday on the same day. Mm. I wish I was born on November 22nd, mm. too. Yeah. That way, all three of us could have the same birthday.
3: That would be nice. Yeah, I've never actually felt bad about it until this exact moment. <laughs> I feel pretty bad about it, do you know. Yeah, I remember every year, and I, I had sympathy for this, every year, because your birthday is on New Year's Eve, everybody's busy on New Year's Eve and they're not busy celebrating you they're busy celebrating the year and looking to the future that's like a little bit of a bummer I can understand that and you're like oh maybe I'll just have my birthday party a little sooner nope Jesus Christ got you on that one <laughs> well I think
5: I think I do believe somebody got there first <laughs> I think we should try to reframe this because my experience is different actually on every July 4th mm-hmm. I think the celebration is about me So I think that on every New Year's Eve, Jed, with a little effort, you can convince yourself that the celebration is about you. That would be delusional, though. Well, but it's fun. It's it's really a good time. He's got a good point. All those fireworks blowing up in the sky, and I'm looking up and thinking, this is about me.
3: great. America really loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll try it.
1: November 23rd. Matt and Tori are here. They both are sleeping over. No school tomorrow. And the rest of this entry is scribbled out. And I can't read it. Oh. And then there's sort of um a little shocked face <laughs> at the end, like a like a smiley face but with a O for a mouth. Oh yeah. Yeah. So is that what, right? what,
0: that's crossed out too. That's not crossed out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Left I left it.
1: So all we know is that there was something, something shocking. shocking there.
0: Well, me and Matt were over. We got up to some hijinks.
1: <laughs> some hijinks that, that my younger that you self and it's sanitized. a different it's the entry's written in red, but the scribbles
0: are in black. I love I love when you return to the diary <laughs> to <laughs> later on, Censor. I think I think better. Censor yourself. Yeah. I wonder what it I remember that Matt brought over a stack of or not a stack, a couple playboys <laughs> that night for us to look through. Oh. Could um, that that might be that, it. Might, that might be, it. be it. That's pretty shocking. Yeah.
1: Well, this is I mean, I've done this a couple of times in the diary. Mm-hmm. I've scribbled something out. This is a time when we know it's like it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. It was later on going like oof, that's mm-hmm. not something I want existing mm-hmm. in written records. And I went and I and I got rid of it. I assume because it was embarrassing. Yeah. What the hell is a diary for then? A diary should be a place to write all your deepest, darkest secrets.
0: Yeah, but what's interesting to me is that a slightly older version of yourself and by slightly <laughs> maybe older, like yeah I mean, a day like it could have been two days yeah, yeah. it could have been two years <laughs> went back and either said oh. right this is embarrassing I realize the possibility of someone <sighs> discovering this yeah. or. I don't like this version of myself or I have changed enough that this no longer reflects yeah, or and, represents right. my current feelings. Right. So and I'm going to, I'm going to lose this.
1: This older version of myself is literally erasing yeah. this past version of myself mm-hmm. from, from the record.
4: Mm-hmm. And we've talked um,
0: before about uh, your fears, your potential fears of someone else reading your diary. Yeah. And that's one reason that you maybe went back and crossed some of these things out. Yeah. But I have to think that another reason is that you were again, quite literally, editing yourself yeah to better reflect who you were i like that
1: mm-hmm. yeah is that good that's good right
0: hakuna matata
1: it means no worries mm-hmm. let me know if this is just something everyone knows but you think hakuna matata you're like oh it's a wonderful phrase the uh, warthog and the meerkat mm-hmm. hijinks but later on in the movie rafiki simba is sad and rafiki shows up mm-hmm. Simba's being very obstinate Mm -hmm. about kind of ignoring the past. And Rafiki hits him in the head with his staff. And Simba says, ow, that hurts. And Rafiki says, oh, yes, the past does hurt. But there's two things you can do. You can run from it. And then he swings the staff at Simba again. And Simba ducks this time. He says, or you can learn from Mm. it. That's the lesson to learn from The Lion King is that you can't ignore the past. You can't erase the past. Mm -hmm. You can't run from the past. You shouldn't. You can. You can do all that stuff. Hakuna Matata. No worries. The past doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to grow as a person or a lion Mm -hmm. if you do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn from the past and face it. He goes back to Pride Rock. He defeats Scar. We all know how it ends. Yeah. So I, I started off telling that story because I was worried that Younger me was Hakuna matata his experiences, but I looked at it. I knew what it said, and I said, like you said, this is not me. I faced it, yeah, and I said, no, I am losing this part of me because there are parts of us that no longer serve us mm-hmm. at some point, and, and getting rid of them is good. It's mm-hmm. healthy. And now that I've said that, I also don't actually believe that's what I was doing. I think I was just embarrassed. Someone was gonna—I <laughs> was worried someone was gonna read it, and uh, it was—it was too scandalous for me to leave to chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: that Rafiki line reminds me of the William Faulkner quote. Mm. Faulkner. <laughs> the past isn't dead. It's not even past.
1: I like it. Mm-hmm. So. I can scribble out whatever I want in this diary. It still happened. Yeah. I still wrote it down. Yeah. And it's still a part of me.
0: Yeah. Despite the fact that you've revised yourself up or you've tried to let go of that earlier version of yourself, you're still grappling with it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's still there. Mm Mm-hmm. We
1: are all our past selves bundled up into one enormous... (laughs)
0: Chugging. Yeah, sort of blob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> November 24th. Me, Matt, Tori, and Josie had fun. I'm at Dad's. I bought Strangers Number Five. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I rented Killer Tomatoes Eat France. Me and Matt. Killed the dummy I made on Halloween.
4: (laughs) I don't have any distinct memory of this particular dummy. I don't think. Um, But we definitely made a a practice of building and, and killing, as you say in the diary, dummies. There was one time I remember that we... I think the whole thing culminated anyway in throwing a, the dummy out of your mom's attic window, uh so three stories up onto a pitchfork, uh or that's we attempted. I don't think I don't know if it worked quite the way we wanted it to, but yeah, this is something we did a lot of still being dummies and then and then killing them in violent ways. <laughs> I don't think it was mean spirited I think it was just a sort of you know these are stunts we can't do, but we can use dummies to do them. um, I think it was maybe. The thought was, this is something we could use in our, our movies, as we were sort of starting to think about movies at this point. Um, I think we did a lot of things with it, I mean, I, I remember various methods of killing, which sounds really violent, but I mean, it was just, a, we were basically treating it the dummies as stuntmen. It probably came out of our love of Super Dave and that kind of thing.
1: November 25th. Today is Thanksgiving. It is late. Twenty-nine days till Xmas. Thirty-six day till my birthday. I went to Dad's. Annie and Doug are getting married. Yay!
2: So, do you have any memory of us telling Jed and family that we were getting married at Thanksgiving?
5: No, I have no. Collection
2: of that whatsoever. <laughs> well, I thought we got engaged in October, but maybe, maybe it was November. Well, we may have just waited and told them then. You think I could wait that long to tell them something like that, especially no. Ellen? No. It was probably Thanksgiving, because Jed would have known sooner if it weren't. I mean, I remember you proposing. You tried to do it at the University Mall, and and I said, "You're not proposing to me here." You said, "But you love shopping." And then you—you made—you remember—you made me dinner that night in a fire.
5: What was the dinner?
2: What was the dinner? It was um, chicken fried steak. Yeah.
5: Boy, I went through a whole bunch of trouble for that. <laughs>
1: <sighs> November twenty-sixth. I took a bath this morning.
0: I bought a Mighty Wait, Max. This morning? Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Have we had morning baths? I mean, I've, I always, well, we don't know. I usually don't say when. Yeah. I usually just say I took a bath, full stop. Yeah. So.
0: I've been complacent <gasps> in the bath front. <laughs> I we've... know that really, that really tripped you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Through a wrench in your worldview. I, now that you mention it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't like baths in general, as we've discussed. but yeah. Morning baths seem especially.
1: <laughs> what a terrible way to start the day. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you take a... Yeah, I I, I, uh, pff. I have been assuming my baths were at night. Yeah. And I was also assuming that's why I talked about them so much because <laughs> You're right. you know, along with the I'm tired, it was just like what's what's happened very recently. <laughs> yeah. As I cast my mind about for topics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of blows that out of the water the bath water because <laughs> I, I took a bath this morning yeah. I, you know maybe I'm <laughs> I, I don't have any explanation for this <laughs> I'm I'm at a loss <sighs> the diaries finally beat me I bought a Mighty Max playset. Hmm. it's cool it is 11.03 I'm tired I'd better do my homework tomorrow I watched TMNT 2 <laughs>
0: better do my homework and admonishment
1: I'm not sure why it's Saturday
0: <laughs> why do I have to
1: do it tomorrow
0: Mighty Max was something that you and Matt were into but I wasn't Mighty Max
1: were these little miniature playsets. it mm-hmm. was like a compact mm-hmm. like a woman's makeup oh right with a mirror and the makeup I like so that. they so they it was a clamshell basically yeah is why i bring that up and like if you held it in your hand it would look like ooh a scary skull or a weird lizard and then you'd crack it open and it would be this like miniature playset mm. and mighty max was this tiny little fella mm-hmm. and you, there was like villains in there and mm-hmm. and you could there was a cartoon
0: it appealed to me but i never
1: i don't really get it I looking back anything. on it i mean i remember liking it but yeah. i'm also just like i don't it doesn't seem fun to me today yeah yet. Perhaps because I'm no longer a child, <laughs> but I still like video games. So the things we hold on to mm-hmm. and the things we let go.
0: Every year, my parents would, um, would, they would go away on a ski trip, like a ski, a business. My dad works in the ski industry. Yeah. So like a business trip. Uh, they would I go, know. They would go out west. And Kelsey and I would stay with various friends of theirs. Yeah. I was nine. Kelsey was five. We were staying at my parents' friends and TMNT2 had just come out. And I always miss my parents and got homesick. Wait a minute. What?
1: T- oh, so TMNT2 came out years ago. Yes. Not, on, I've just you must it's, have it's on TV or I've rented
0: it. it. Yeah, or we own it. And I was reading a um the novelization <laughs> of TMNT2. Me and Kelsey were sleeping in this guest room <laughs> and I was reading it. I was I loved it. I was trying to forget about the fact that my parents were 2,000 miles away. And I started quietly crying. (laughs) Whilst reading this novelization. And my five-year-old sister, who was more stoic than I was, had to run downstairs and alert my parents' friends that Tori is upstairs crying. (laughs) Why? why?
1: You would have got... Would you... Was it going to spiral out of control? Or were you just... I think she just saw that
0: I was yeah, crying. Yeah, like, something's wrong with Tori. Something, yeah, something needs to be done about this. <laughs> I, no, you don't need to go. She insisted. She went and alerted them. Did you
1: at, at any point consider saying you were crying over the book?
2: <laughs> to Wait.
1: to like any outside observer, it would have looked like you were just really moved by... The, the Secret the novelization of the, ooze. of the Secret of the Ooze.
0: <laughs> I had just read about The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> you found... <laughs> I found out what the secret it was. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was
1: so beautiful you couldn't take it.
0: <laughs> uh, if I had the presence of mind, I would have said that it was the book. The prose was just so... <laughs> this so is moving. the best novelization that I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, man.
1: Well, that's another week in the books, mm-hmm. Tori. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for going on this journey with me, for being my constant companion this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to uh, I want to thank you for having me along this journey. Do you you have to say it? Say what? Thank you. Wasn't that sufficient? Well, yeah, but I guess just to sort of
1: match with the way I did it. Okay, but you don't you don't have to.
0: No, I want to say it. I don't want you to. What if some of our listeners were like, well, that ungrateful bastard. You won't. Because you said it. You actually said thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I'm the
1: one who added an extraneous, <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> oh, thank <okay>. you. <laughs> you said, I want to thank you. The thing is, like this, the structure of the sentence, technically you haven't thanked me yet. Yeah. Saying, I want to thank you. Right. Generally, in American English, that is considered enough yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. a gratitude. Yeah. Enough of a thanking that people will take it. Mm-hmm. I was being pedantic Mm -hmm. so if you want to retract it i understand i don't okay i want to double down on it (laughs) thank you you are welcome and i want to thank grace veruder who is one of our patrons uh new this month on patreon thank you grace thank you grace folks out there i want to thank you for sticking with us all year thank you thank you Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It's starting to sound like just nonsense at this point. Yeah, well, that's the thing I worry about with thank yous is that they're just um, they're just knee-jerk. They're so expected that people aren't actually thinking about yeah. what it means to thank someone. Yeah.
1: I actually try. I try to... Oh, wait. No. This I just might have some, realized something about myself that's no longer true. What? I think there was a time... Because like if you go out to eat and you're thanking your waiter for everything they do, right. it can get to be a bit much. Yeah. And I think I made a concerted effort to stop thanking my waiters so much, but I think I've forgotten about that, and Mm -hmm. I'm back to just thanking them for everything they do. Which is, like, not bad Mm -hmm. to thank your waiter constantly.
0: It's not, but I think, yeah, it's more meaningful if you're a little more discriminating.
1: (laughs) Not so slutty with your thank
0: (laughs) yous. It's like apologizing for everything. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. Yeah, everybody, maybe... This next year, try to thank people less. Yeah, just a little less. Just <laughs> Not less, entirely less. less yeah. but
1: but think ab- more more just like really, just really think about your allocation of thank yous. Yeah, be more judicious and sorries. But yeah, I th- think we can all say sorry less. Right. But also say sorry when you really need to. Yeah. That's it. Just use these words when they make a difference in a meaningful
0: way. Yeah. So Jed, thank you. Tori? I'm
1: sorry I dragged you into this.
3: <laughs> Jedi Diaries. Jedi Diaries. That's the name of this
0: podcast.
3: And now this episode is through. It's a low quality toy. That's what I remember about it.
5: Absolutely. It was so low quality that if anybody competed the toy would just dissolve into dust.
3: It looked good cheap uh, and stupid pictures. It was a good commercial. Right? That's why we liked it. Three toys in one. Three fantastic, fun, competitive toys in one. Right. Not true.
5: Your boys will be able to knock themselves out and have a great time endlessly. Competing with each other.
3: Relax for hours while your children are captivated by this high-quality, extra-competitive three-in-one
5: toy. Destined to become an heirloom that your grandchildren will enjoy endlessly and pass on.
3: Made by expert craftspeople who were taught, (laughs) passed down the craft tradition generation after generation, hand-whittled.
5: Autographed by Joe Namath and Willie Mays.
3: (laughs) And world champion pool player, Barnard T. Johnson. That's right.